Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. You would not believe the amount of, well, interest I've stirred up by presenting this Art Bell Dennis Hoff death coincidence. Um, I mean, the plays on that particular podcast are going through the roof, and I've been getting all kinds of emails from people. And 90% of the emails that I've gotten are from people who are saying, yeah, that is kind of weird. Like, something doesn't feel right. You know, there is something eerie about that. Um, but then I've gotten a, a very small number of emails from pe- some some people, I mean, probably like five or six, who um, think that I might be suggesting that there is a particular culprit involved here. And so I want to make it very clear, uh, I am not doing that at all. I am not saying that I think that there is a particular uh, person or organization or force behind this. Um, In fact, there's no evidence there's even any foul play involved. I mean, Art Bell died of an accidental drug overdose so they say and uh, I don't know what happened to Dennis Hoff but I suspect that his will probably be something similar to that you know either that or he just had a heart attack but you know so please do not misconstrue what I presented to you as any type of an attempt to suggest that I think there is a particular force involved and uh, that especially goes to the political part of this because as you may or may not know I make it a policy for myself to not discuss politics on this podcast and that's because you get bombarded with that stuff all the time there are a million other places you can go to listen to that and so I I choose not to introduce that to this show however in this particular case the only reason that I even mentioned that uh, Trump and Hoff were both uh, big supporters of uh, Donald Trump was because that Hoff was running for office and called himself the Trump from Pahrump. Okay, that's the only reason I even mentioned it. So please do not think that there's any kind of a political agenda here. There is not. I think these types of issues go beyond that. And, you know, it's, it's funny how often it becomes easy for people to sort of break down the world into one thing or another. It's Republicans or Democrats. or what, and, and But that's a very American thing, you know. There are many countries around the world where they have uh, lots of parties, lots of political parties. And uh, I myself, my entire life, I'll just tell you this so that there's never any confusion. My entire life, I have always been registered as an independent so you can glean from that what you want but I just want you to know when you examine these interesting coincidences and I say that with quotation marks coincidences around the lives or at least the end of the lives of these two different guys um, it's just one of those weird things okay it doesn't necessarily mean something in particular is happening Maybe it just has to do with a wavelength. I don't know. I don't know. But that's that's the great thing about having a podcast like this. I can sort of toss these things out there. And then you can email me. 
and you can tell me what your thoughts are. And, uh, and I, I do enjoy getting that feedback. So thank you. And uh, also, you know, I told, I, I guess yesterday's podcast, you know, I was talking about people spying on me, basically, um, for talking about things like this. And uh, I think the easiest thing I can advise a spy to do is listen to this podcast. You know, you're going to get the same information. But anyway, let's move on to the spooky stuff, shall we? Because investigator Shelley Wright, you should know Shelley Wright very well. I just recently was talking about Shelley Wright because, of course, Shelley Wright has produced her money potion that I recently was able to um, to offer to you. And um, big, big success, by the way. I mean, uh, you wouldn't believe the stories that are coming in. I think I've read some of these reports from people who are having uh, enormous success. So I'm glad that the, the money potion is working for other people just like it did for me. But anyhow, Shelly wrote me because she wanted to give her contribution to something scary. Like, a, what is a scary costume? Something that really freak you out. I, I go into my office, I open the door, I come out, and you see me like this. What would do it for you? And I, I swear, I am going to give you my scariest costume but first I want to read uh, some of yours and you know what's interesting about what Shelley said and mind you you can pick anything you want you know she could have said oh the wolfman or uh, Michael Myers or Freddy Krueger or she could have come up with some kind of uh, amazing imaginative outfit like Mobius but she said it'd be very simple for me all you have to do is come out wearing black contact lenses. Doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter what you are. It's it's like the black-eyed kids. That freaks her out to see somebody with black eyes. Now obviously I understand that. That that that's so unnatural. The whole black-eyed kid thing is a really odd phenomenon and I'm not I'm not really prepared to talk about it, but I'll just give you some thoughts off the top of my head. Um, I do know that the black-eyed kid story, and actually, let let me pause and just maybe presume that you don't know what the heck I'm talking about. So for years now, I'm going to say 10 years, maybe 15 years, I'm not even sure, um, there has been... uh, this sort of uh, pop culture, urban legend kind of phenomenon where people occasionally say that they end up in some random situation. They're walking across the parking lot to get into their car or um, or somebody knocks on their door out of the blue and next thing you know, they're standing in front of a kid or two and the kids are usually dressed in a really weird manner. They look very out of place. Some of them look kind of Amish. You know, they've got a little black outfit and black hat and stuff. But the thing is, they have black eyes. And when they appear, they always ask permission to join you. Like a vampire, you know? So, like, a, they'll say, can I come in? Can you help me? And you're like, oh, no, no. Uh. Now, that's weird because 
your instinct is to help a child, right? Like if you ordinarily, if you're in a parking lot and you're walking to your car and there is a child that comes running up to you and this is at night, you know, and the child is saying, oh, can you help me? Can you give me a ride or whatever? Um, you'd be concerned like, well, what's going on here? Like, where, you know, where are the adults I mean, that you're with? Why are you out here? I mean, you might have some genuine concern for this vulnerable kid. But then when you look at them directly and you see their eyes are black, I mean, 100% black, suddenly that's going to change everything because you're thinking, maybe this ain't no kid, Right? Maybe this is something else that's trying to appear as a kid, but this is not a kid. And so that fight or flight instinct kicks in and you just you just run, you just flee. I do know that the black-eyed kid phenomenon began as a piece of fiction. Uh, there's a guy out there who takes credit for it, and I think most historians agree and uh, urban legend aficionados agree that this guy wrote a story about encountering some black-eyed kids and um and then it sort of caught on it was one of those things that sort of blurred the line between fact and fiction similar to the slender man which also started as a work of fiction but you know the thing is even if those things start as a work of fiction they got inspired by uh you know, by something. Um, all that authors really do is take what they have and recycle it into some particular form. And so um, it's not surprising that when you say that uh, there is a new weird thing that other people would start saying, yeah, I've experienced that as well. Because you're drawing it somehow from the culture, from the environment, from life experience. And then also, once you put something out there and you do it clearly and vividly enough, well, you start the process of creating a tulpa, which, of course, is that Tibetan word for a thought form, some kind of uh, organized, externalized thought that takes on some somewhat independent existence. You know, So you get the impression that whatever these black-eyed kids are, they're not really kids. So it's okay to be afraid of them. Um, There's some kind of a a shape-shifting being that will appear as a kid and does its best to try to act like a kid to get you to, to take it in, you know, to sucker you in to helping, letting it in your car, letting it in your house, and so uh, there's a particularly sinister twist to this idea of black-eyed kids or black-eyed anything for that matter, where there's just no light whatsoever. So I can see, again, what Shelley is saying and uh, why that would be a, a particularly creepy uh, aspect to anybody's appearance. And I wonder if there is some kind of a black contact lens that you can order that would look absolutely black to everybody else but you could still see somewhat okay on your end i don't even know if that's out there but uh i I guess it'd be kind of like a one-way mirror or something like that so anyhow i look forward to continuing to receive your thoughts on what 
what the scariest costume would be. Like, I'm talking something that might just chill you to the bone if you were surprised by seeing it all of a sudden. You, you're, you can certainly email me if you go to joshuapwarren.com. But it's great to start thinking about these things. You know, I'm throwing a little private Halloween party, something I do not usually do. But um, I'm throwing one here in Las Vegas the night before Halloween. Because on Halloween itself, October 31st, I'm busy. I'm working. I'm going to be on the uh, Travel Channel during the Ghost Adventures Live special. So the night before, on October 30th, I'm throwing a little shindig here in Las Vegas. Again, this is a private event, but um, if it turns out you're going to be in the Las Vegas area on uh, the night of October 30th, feel free to send me an email, and uh, I I got a a small place, and I've got some nice little surprises in store, but who knows, maybe uh, you'll be able to uh, enjoy this, so you just let me know if you're going to be around on October 30th, but uh, I um, I bought a CD to play at the party of theremin music. And you know, one of the things that I love in life is just taking a moment once in a while to kick back and play a musical instrument. This is not something that I often do publicly. Um, I have played uh, a number of things in public, but I've done two, I don't want to call them concerts, but... Um, I, you know, two or three times I have played the theremin in public. I guess two of them could be called concerts, and one of them was, you know, just more like a demonstration. But, uh, you know, I, I can play the piano, the guitar, the harmonica, the Native American flute. I mean, uh, I can play a lot of stuff. I spent years playing the viola and the violin, and but I had the most fun playing the theremin. And the theremin is that weird instrument that got popularized, especially in the 1950s, in these sci-fi B-movies. It kind of goes, it sounds like that. And uh, it's the only instrument in the world that is played without any physical contact. You play it by waving your hands around it. I think that that may have changed recently because now there are some instruments that that use lasers that you can sort of wave your hands around. But basically, the theremin is 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 the only credible instrument that you can play because without physical contact. Because the theremin is not just good for making weird sounds. If you know what you're doing, you can create absolutely beautiful classical music. It sounds like a soprano singing opera. I mean, if you go to YouTube and you just type in theremin, and that's spelled T-H-E-R-E-M-I-N, theremin, and uh, Clara Rockmore, she was, I would imagine, the best thereminist ever. Uh, You can hear her playing classical music like the swan, you know, on one of these. And, I mean, it's just, it, it really is. It's a beautiful instrument, but it's very, very hard to play. And that's because it's all done by ear. So the theremin is a, a little black box. Well, it can, it can come in many forms. I, I have a bunch of different theremins, but I just recently bought a brand new theremin, had it shipped to me out here in Las Vegas. Who knows? Maybe I'll set it up and play around with this at the uh, Halloween party. But the one I, I like to use is a little one. with it's, it's like a black box. And on top of it is a vertical antenna. And then on the left side of it is a loop a horizontal loop antenna. 
and basically what you do is you have to use both of your hands at the same time and your right hand is controlling the pitch in other words the note as your left hand is controlling the volume so your right hand is moving back and forth and in various positions between you and the antenna in order to create the tone and it's extremely sensitive so sensitive I mean it can even pick up your breath you know when you breathe it changes the distance and then your left hand is rising up and down to give again the uh, to make it the volume rise or fall so you can sort of fade in and out it's a beautiful uh, instrument it really is and um, you know it was invented by a Russian guy named Leon Theremin who was born in the late 1800s he lived to be almost 100 years old I think he was 97 when he died and what's funny about Leon Theremin is that he started out um, building electronics for the Russians to spy with so back in that you know kind of golden age of uh, the KGB and you know when all the real James Bond kind of stuff was going on you had a fellow like Leon Theremin who was inventing all these little spy devices that the Russians could use and uh, but he got tired of that and eventually he came to the US and started popularizing this instrument he had created called the theremin and it became so popular in fact that they were producing major concerts with a bunch of thereminists working together in new york city i th i think it may be you know madison square gardens or one of those big places you know they filled the place for a theremin concert so his life was going great and then guess what one day out of the blue these russian agents stormed into his new york apartment and kidnapped him dragged him out of there physically while his wife is screaming and crying and abducted his ass and took him back to russia um and nobody knew what happened to him for years they did that because they you know they said he was one of the best electronics guys that they had working on spy stuff and they considered him traitorous you know to come over here to the u.s and set up some kind of shop even though he wasn't supposedly making any spy stuff here um he was trying to just focus on music that's why they got him and i think my understanding is they threw him in prison for a while and then they put him right back to work making spy stuff there's an excellent documentary about his life it's called theremin an electronic odyssey and uh, if this story sounds intriguing to you, then I recommend you watch that movie, Theremin, An Electronic Odyssey. I believe that's the name of it. Um, but to me, I kind of, you know, I kind of associate, I guess, the theremin with Halloween because that not only do you hear it in so many movies that have kind of a spooky tone, but not always. I mean, like, for example, there was one used in the soundtrack to uh, First Man. Uh, that we watched the other day about Armstrong on the moon. Theremin adds a nice kind of, I don't know, ethereal touch, but it's especially used in a spooky context traditionally. And uh, one of the times I played a theremin, actually two of the times I played a theremin in public were at Halloween events. So I think it's pretty cool that I have a theremin out here. I got a theremin CD, and I believe for my little Halloween party, that's one of the things I'm going to do.
is um, certainly play some theremin music and maybe I'll even play the theremin a little bit and give some theremin lessons to people who are there. So once again, if you think you're going to be in the Vegas area October 30th, send me an email through joshuapwarren.com and uh, well, we'll just see. You know, I'm really excited. I've told you in previous podcasts that I'm planning to do some big things here in Las Vegas over the coming years. Um, I have an idea for an attraction or two, an event or two. Uh, I just recently met with a, a friend and business colleague who was in town, and uh, boy, we we had some really cool ideas betwixt the two of us. And so um, one thing I love about Las Vegas is there's a lot of stuff here to do, but there's a lot of stuff that should be here that's not here. And so um, I have a lot of cool ideas for how to introduce some stuff to the entertainment capital of the world. And so um, I'm having fun with the process of putting together little events here and there. And uh, that is because, well, um, you need to interact with some of this stuff. It's one thing to listen to a podcast, to watch a TV show, watch a movie or whatever but there's there's no substitute for for going somewhere physically where you can have a personal interactive experience and a lot of the things that i'm doing i believe are best experienced interactively like that so i'll keep you updated there's a lot of unusual stuff occurring everybody's got that mindset right now as halloween's on the way and an upcoming uh podcast i'm going to be telling you about a very controversial new book that my friend Timothy Green Beckley has recently published. And, um, you know, I, Timothy Green Beckley, he is one of those guys who is just fearless. He will go into any area and explore it and talk about it. And this is one of those areas that even I was like, I don't even know if I want to touch this. This is too touch. But um, I, I think I'm going to share it with you, at least to some extent. So... Uh, it has to do with aliens, and it has to do with aliens uh, basically taking people against their will and doing sexual things to them. And so um, I'm going to have to read through this material and figure out the, the most appropriate way to to discuss it, because, you know, this is, this is some serious stuff. You know, this is not a joke. I mean, there are people out there who say that our genes are being manipulated right now. And that's one of the reasons the world is going through so many unprecedented changes. So uh, that's something that I'll be talking about in an upcoming podcast. And one last thing I'll leave you with here before I have to wrap it up today. Um, You know, I, uh, every year... I get so busy around Halloween. As a matter of fact, today, if I wanted to, I could be in uh, San Francisco shooting a TV show. i just too busy. I, I, I can't accept every offer I get. I get so busy that it, it, it's cool, but it also is. It kind of sucks. My birthday is October the 25th. Now, I don't make ever a big deal out of my birthday because my birthday, to me, is just like another work day. I'm, I'm out there working on projects all the time. 
And plus, I don't know if a birthday is really something to celebrate because you're, what that really means is that you're a little closer to dying. <laughs> but anyway, um, nonetheless, I get all these emails every year from people saying, hey, what would you like for your birthday? And I hate to just completely blow that off and not take advantage of it. And so this year I thought, well, what's something that's actually sort of like an attainable thing for people who, you know, who really want to send me something? What What's something that I just don't have the time to go out and get for myself? And, I, and it occurred to me, you know what I like to do a lot of times when I get on airplanes and I'm traveling around and, and, I, and I don't want to be staring at a computer screen or whatever? I like to pull out one of these old EC horror comics like Tales from the Crypt the vault of horror stuff like that i love those little old horror comics and um they're kind of hard to find if you go into a comic book store i mean i'm sure you can jump online and do whatever you want to but what's what's the fun in that you know i never really got into reading comics uh, like superhero stuff or you know most of the fantasy stuff i just never was a big comic book guy but i do like the horror comics and i like the fact that they're short ironic little stories so if you happen to be one of those folks who just has a pile of old horror comics laying around or you know somebody who does or whatever and you'd like to send them to me i would be happy to have them and they will keep me entertained during my travels so i put my uh let's see if you go to twitter from for me that's of course if you go just go to joshuapwarren.com click a link to my twitter thing i tweeted a day or two ago a shipping address for me that will get those to me my sister i posted it on facebook and my sister said oh my god you're gonna have michael myers showing up on your doorstep well listen it's, this is not the address to my doorstep okay I, <laughs> it's like they say i was born at night but not last night no i'm not going to tell you exactly what my actual address is but this is a physical address so you can ship however you want to fedex ups usps doesn't matter this is a physical address where i can uh, eventually receive the mail so uh, i don't want to give it out here but if you go to my twitter feed you will find it there and again you can learn more about not only how to ship things to me but a lot of other things that i'm working on if you go to joshuapwarren.com there's no period after the p joshuapwarren.com and you'll find a link to this podcast it's called joshua p warren daily completely independent completely free always short no commercials this is just you know straightforward from me to you and uh if you click the link there you will find you can subscribe through various means to this podcast or just follow me on twitter at joshua p warren at joshua p warren and i will tweet when a new one is available so that's it for today i hope you're having a great weekend a fun weekend go out there take yourself a ghost tour all right wherever you can do it go get a ghost tour somewhere especially if you're in Asheville. oh everybody's loving it so thank you for listening thank you for your interest and support thank you for staying curious And I will talk to you again soon.